my children. Um, here we are, a day late. Uh, yesterday, I treated myself and took myself out to the drive-in theater, darlings, because sometimes you need to give yourself a little, a little breather, a little mental break. And it was, I went on the journey of Natty Gan and drove an hour to this field and took some twists and turns, my children, and I thought, I'm driving far out into East Nashville. Where am I going? It's now getting dark. And then boom, a field opens with a concession stand and two huge screens. And I saw Grease, darlings. And um, had to leave about an hour into it, though, because it was getting really, really late and really, really dark. And I had an hour to drive back to my apartment and it was starting to rain. So I thought I need to get out of these backwoods and back onto the interstate and back into my apartment before it's, you know, one o'clock in the morning. So think about the drive-in. You know, they can't start the movie until it's dark. So then you normally get out of the drive-in and I had forgotten about this at like one o'clock in the morning because the movie can't even start until, you know, seven-ish. 7.30, 8.30-ish, because it has to be dark, right? Anyway, my children, I'm so excited for you. It's such a treat for you today. You get to hear my conversation. Conversation? Conversation, a social, a shishi. I promise you I have coffee here and nothing else in the coffee. My conversation with Alicia Reve, like an amazing musician and artist and creative, who I had the pleasure of working under... I might add, she was the star, darlings. I was in the dancing ensemble. She was in the, she was the, 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 let me correct myself. She was the star of the musical Pearly at the Black Rap, where I was in the dancing chorus and she was, um, what's the character's name? Lulabelle? Anime? Something, some country name. And she sings the insane song, I Got Love. That's the role that Melba Moore won the Tony Award for. This woman's voice. I can't. It is perfection. Please go follow her on Instagram. She is Alicia Reve, A-L-I-C-I-A-R-E-V-E. Once again, that's A-L-I-C-I-A-R-E-V-E. Go follow her. Listen to her music. She's a beast. She's too humble to ever say that. But she is the next. She is the next. She is the up-and-coming legendary house child, darling. She is the one, a la Little Richard. Um, so anyway, we're going to get right to her conversation. Um, this is part one of her conversation. Next week, darlings, I will upload part three of my conversation with my good Judy, Jake Shears. But uh, up-and-coming right now, the next voices you will hear will be the voices of myself and Alicia Reve-like. Enjoy. <laughs> Why? Oh, do, do your kids, like, so I know you're a teacher. Yes. And do, do your children, they must love to say, good morning, Mrs. Like. Funny, none of them use my last name. Really? I tried that really early on because when I first yeah. started teaching, I had just got married and they were like, yeah. so what do you want the kids to call you? I was like, Mrs. Like. And I was like, yeah. you all don't care for that, huh? 
it's not that serious of a situation. And like most teaching artists, I just have people call me Miss in my first name, Miss Alicia. Oh, okay. So gotcha, even gotcha, yeah, gotcha. even my littles. <laughs> so when I started teaching yeah. preschool, which I yeah. no longer do, I've been delivered. Amen. And <laughs> it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but I was just like, this is starting to take up too much of my time. Where I could be, that's a lot. I could be making art. Lot. And yeah. it's not that I'm not making art with you all, but now you're not paying me my worth. And so God bless you, mm-hmm. but I need to go. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even the littles were like. Miss Alicia, but I thought it was weird because they were calling, they had the kids calling them by their first names, and that completely threw me because culturally that don't yeah, make sense. Yeah, that's not what we do. That's not what we do. I'm not cool with that. Right. But working right. in wealthy Caucasian town, right? It was like, oh, that's what y'all do. Oh, because y'all want to be their friend. Okay, Girl, all right. Well, but that's what I'm gonna be Miss Alicia. Teach. Yeah. Okay. But I had when I was going on interviews for a professorships, that was one of the things that got that like it hit me in the face and I forgot about that. So in my undergrad, we called same thing. We called our teachers, you know, Joe and Alice and Tim and stuff. But I didn't think about it until I started interviewing for um, acting professor jobs. Like I would go for an interview and then I would talk to the students and they wanted to call me Billy and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I ain't one of your little friends. I don't know who Billy is, but yeah, it ain't like, me. <laughs> I have a terminal graduate degree, man. You, you just got here, honey. You and <laughs> I just want you to know, I doubt that you finished, but you're here now, and you're not gonna call I me. I was Billy. like, oh no, but they were they were all already with the Billy. So I was like, thank God I got a job at HBCU where I am professor. Plus. Yeah, it is. It thank is you. so cultural. Black people don't play Ooh. that. You're not finna come over mm-hmm. here and call me like, who are you? <laughs> Bill, you a child. This is a whole oh. adult conversation. If you don't go get yourself a Sprite and sit down <laughs> in the corner. Oh, well, this 18-year-old blonde boy called me Bill. I almost turned around and smacked him in the face. I was like, who the hell just, what? Oh, and he's probably one of those uh-uh. those uh, kids that's like, my tuition pays your salary. I don't care Ooh. if it bought me lunch. Okay. Sit down. Right. You know what? You right. about to get an F. How about that? You... <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to be a real hard grader on you. Why is this comma here? F. No curve for you. Right. Right. No curve for you, sir. Oh, my gosh. So thank you so much for coming on the pod. Oh, no um, problem. You, you, are, you are my first. So you are many of firsts. You're my first woman. So I'm very Yay. excited about that. You're my first black woman. So we're excited about always. that. Always. So, oh. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> You're the first of many. Yes. You're the first. Um, so had you seen Breakfast at Tiffany's before? So yes, I had watched it before, okay. but I think it was one of those experiences where it's like, I'm watching this. Yeah. I'm not paying attention, but I'm watching this. Right. Because right. there's a lot of things where I could get distracted off. Like, now what in tarnation is happening here? Because I, I love classic movies. Mm-hmm, it is hard mm-hmm. for me to watch them now as an adult because of the lack of blackness, but... Okay. Like, I have to be in a mood, you know what I'm saying? Okay, um, right, right. But yeah, I grew up watching uh, Turner Classic Movies on my own and just being like, yes, ma'am. these are great AM- in AMC. AMC and TCS. Yes, right, and just right. being like, okay, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. What y'all about to dance about? 
<laughs> my mom was like, "You're really watching this?" I was like, "Look at this. It's classic. It's vintage." We were the same. We were the same child. My mother was always like, "You, you love watching these old white people movies." That's what she yeah. called them. These old white people movies, and they were old oh, yeah, white people movies. Sure. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, yep." Trey Vintage, yeah. honey. Trey Vintage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, um. The reason why I started this series was because Breakfast at Tiffany's is a favorite of mine. And when I started to think about it, I, I watched it again on um, Audrey Hepburn's birthday, um, which was the 4th, I think. I think it was May 4th. And it just hit me, wow, what race is doing in this film, what gender is doing in this film, what class is doing in this film is very interesting. And I would love to like pick the brains of friends that I think are, um, I'm just gonna say it at my okay. level, um, who who could talk about this in an in, a, in an in an interesting way. Um, and so it's I'm glad you jumped right into into it, and I'll, I'll jump right into it. So the only black people that I saw, and you just saw it again, so you can correct me. Um, are there's a black woman on a park bench with a child when Paul Varjak goes when he he's being followed by um, Buddy Epson yeah. through the park. I spotted her. I clocked her. There's a few black people in the uh, Five and Dime when when Andre Hepburn and Paul Varjak are stealing shit and don't get Hello? arrested, which also always mm-hmm. me <laughs> I'm like, y'all watched them plot how to steal the whole time they were in there. The worst thieves ever and didn't get shot. Nobody called the police. Not Nobody at shot all. them. Yeah. Um, and then uh in the library scene, there's a black man who looks like um, oh God, he was one of the first black comedians on Saturday Night Live after um Eddie uh, after Eddie. Uh God, what is his name? He looks just like him, but he's at the library desk. At like at the either the end of the library scene or towards the beginning, I'm like oh, there's another black man. Yeah, you know, we're so sparse yeah. in this movie. When you see us, you're like there, 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 and there. Okay. Um, so what hit me was that they're all in. Okay, a black woman with a child, so she's a mother or she is Correct. a nanny, right. right? So that's interesting. And then you have a black person. I mean, there is a white librarian in that scene too, but it's still in the service industry catering to someone else's Mm -hmm. needs behind a desk serving people and then of course we have mr yunioshi which is a whole throw up i said now look i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it (laughs) i had my popcorn set up i was like let's make this a whole thing real olivia pope and i said oh no oh no jump street what so and what's crazy about Mickey Rooney in yellow face? With and these I always teeth. try to contextualize that with those buck oh teeth. And I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole thing, honey. The Japanese internment camps had just ended in 1946. Oh my lord, thanks a And this movie is 61, so it's only 16 years. And I've read up a lot on this, and people are like, the apologists for the film are always like, well, that was 16 years ago. I'm thinking 9-11 was like 19 years ago. We're not over Never, 9/11. never. Everybody be holding their breath. So, okay. So let's not act like that should have been, I mean, it's disgusting, mm-hmm. obviously, and insane. But then the fact that there are then two Asian women in the apartment scene at the party, 
it's like, oh, Blake Edwards, so you could find and Asian that's American exactly you what just threw wanted. me off. Yeah, you want that's on purpose, then because y'all made purpose. sure her face was so visible in that shot. She was in the exactly. The I said, <laughs> oh, it's oh, that's that's a real person. The center, I was like, wow, she he has centered her face. In and then later scene. in the party scene, you see her talking to somebody else in, um, I assume, in their native tongue, whichever. Yes. And, but it's just a hint of it. I'm like, so are you trying to say, like, yo, we really not that bad? See, that's what I'm, I was trying to figure that out. Like, was that, oh, I'm just fetishizing these Asian Probably, because they are, like, like real cute makeup. Like, that eyeliner was on fleek. I saw that wingtip, okay? Right. The sequin dress fitted yes. tight. I was like, are these? And then my friend Jake was like, we we talked about it. And we were like, well, maybe they're um the thought crossed my mind, and this is not an excuse, but I think it's an explanation. I think all those ladies may have I think Holly might have been like, <gasps> girls, I'm gonna call all those yeah. girls together. We're gonna have a hook mm, It probably was. We're gonna hook all of our men tonight, and then you'll take them home. Yeah. You know? Um but yeah, that was fascinating. So let me let me shut up and just get your like first. What is your first reaction to the movie as a whole? Just some of your first thoughts. Um, classic beauty. I, the little black dress will never die. <laughs> Give on she, honey. Stunning. Stunning. And I was like, she wore the mess out these two black dresses that she like <laughs> Loki couldn't afford because the lesson in accessorizing because she had all these things. And I'm like, you just yep. had that dress on. So you wear this dress every weekend. Okay, cool. Every day. Mm, all right. Mm-hmm. So you don't mm-hmm. stink, you don't stink at all. We don't ever see her right. shower, so that's not it's not no. of his importance. No. Um, and then watching mm-hmm. her do her makeup kind of threw me off. Because I was like, oh, she's doing them brows. Yes, brows are so important. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is she doing with this toothbrush thing that looks like it's her baby hairs, but she's using it on her eyes? <laughs> Girl, the toothbrush. Oh, my God. Um, I low-key miss all the Black people. It's easy to because miss they're, them because they're, they're so Yeah, they're not... They're not essential. They're not in the story. They just happened no to be there the day they was filming. Um, <laughs> they tried to get them out the shots, but you know, black people, you ain't just gonna tell us any old thing. Now I come here we gonna to get this in the background bitch now. every day with this baby. You, I'm not going. You just gonna have to put me in the shot and shoot around me. All right, ma'am. Like that was probably the conversation. Oh, uh, I because I was gonna go back and look for them, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I trust that some were there, but the fact that they aren't <laughs> memorable says so much. Right, but the Asian right. people were there. But the Asian people, which, Asian heritage, you know, my uh, team, which is intriguing. How tiny okay. <laughs> and how disrespectful! Right? But how disrespectful! But how it makes sense in like the yep. pecking order of if you look at like white supremacy, like Asian is closer yep. to white, right? So they would oh, be in sure. her life, but no, but no black people, right? So I thought it was very telling, actually, in an interesting way. And the poor, poor Holly, whatever her real name was, oh. honey, she did not know who she was. <laughs> and at no. a certain point, you feel so bad for her of just like, mm-hmm. you legit are just out here doing things, trying to create a person and you still are not happy with yourself. 
which I felt like, man, this is if this is not people on social media, my god, I don't know what this like is. Like she, she refuses my to god. buy furniture because <laughs> she's right. like, ah, you know, I just don't feel like this is my space. Like I'm just here for now. Like nothing feels permanent in her life or concrete, in her, including period. how she views herself. So now she's just out here floating the- around. Just flitting around from literally person to person. dodging men but she at wants, the door. But she's craving stability because she wants she's trying yeah. to catch her husband. Right? She's trying to catch her husband and it's for good ends. She wants to buy a ranch so she can take her brother and and take care of her brother for life. And like I get that, but it's like, man, you gotta put you gotta put your wings down somewhere. Although I mean, well, let's let's keep talking about her though, because I got something for Mr. Paul Varjak because he's an oh. asshole. Well, she and like just um, her, she wouldn't get a job, which I found. <laughs> but honey, she was employed. She was a working she was. girl now. She that was, a she was a sex she, worker. I will give it to her though. She was nickel and diamond left and right. She was like a little bit here, a little bit there. Okay. Like my needs are met. You know, I have milk. Okay. She was. <laughs> Because we, the only time we see her actually eat something is at the top Ooh. with the credits. And she's walking past Tiffany's. I'm like, bro, what time is it? Right. <laughs> she's right the yeah, like she's eating a croissant with a coffee. Something? And I'm like, yeah, this is a great diet. Just bread and caffeine. <laughs> bread, caffeine, yeah. and cigarettes. Oh, That's my it. gosh. That's the it. cigarettes. The she's cigarettes. on the model diet, which makes oh, sense. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. 61, I know, everyone like, smoking everywhere. Y'all over. just smell like tobacco. <laughs> and I did, ooh, I gotta say, I did. It's funny. So, um, I've never smoked in my life, but my father was a chain smoker. He he had to stop because <laughs> his body made him stop. Um, he's still with us, thank God. But I mean, he, <laughs> he was smoking for a long time. Hey, he went to Vietnam. You've earned the right to smoke. You literally saw people right. heads cut off in front of you. I think you can smoke cigarettes. Um, but what the thing about the cigarettes though in New York was I moved to New York in 2004, like right Mm -hmm. before the ban. And so cigarettes, that smell like Ah, connects me to bars in New York. That New York vibe. That New York That gritty, dirty, but we must be here because where would we, where else would we rather be type of, I got you. Yes, very, very. Yeah, and I'm over here like, can I find some mountains and some grass and some air? <laughs> but see, I'm from Kentucky. I don't. I oh, okay. See, so there you go. I just want to. I just want it temporarily, like, and then boring. I can go back to like Wi-Fi and Amazon. Okay, because you know mountains. After a while, you get the. I exi- which is why she was running. Okay, and she was a child exactly. bride. To Doc. See. Oh my God! See, all those kids at fourteen. She was like, "I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here." And so she reinvents herself, as you know, as people as people do. And I didn't like how, first of all, Mr. Paul Varjek. Yes, you're pretty, but you a gigolo too. You're a call girl. And like that, wasn't is. that the pot calling the kettle black? Because he okay, he came so strong for her. Everything. I was like, oh, this is a real read, right? And I don't know why. <laughs> Because, kind <laughs> sir, if you just quickly put a mirror in front of your face, you'll see all the things that you That's were just my... talking about. 
Honey, that's my favorite moment of the movie when she goes 300. Very generous. Hello? By the week, the hour. Or... you getting 300. <laughs> Maybe there's something you can share with me to elevate my game or such. Because the way it's okay. the way apartment was decorated, I was like, it don't look like you live here. Uh, no. Oh, it I, looked I, like I a write, hotel. I write every day. She was like, every day? Honey, because I don't see no ribbon in this typewriter. There ain't no he, he was like, uh, no uh. that's right. You can just shut the hell up now. Just shut up, dick. He was so red. He just, how you feel yourself to be so lofty because you are a man. That's the only thing. That's it. That's it. You had no job, sir. You were being kept by a woman. And this you had book, no job. And instead of being humble, this book that was not all- successful. This book that she, she wrote, was like, you know, that's the last thing you wrote. I said, she is shady. <laughs> she said, I know I'm small, okay? I'm petite, I don't eat, and I smoke cigarettes, but I'm not the one to play with, sir. But I will read she you for did. Film every time. <laughs> After I broke into your apartment, <laughs> she didn't even knock. She was just like, oh, let, let me wait till the lady gone. Hey, no, she's gone. I watched her. Anyway, let me see how much money you got. Okay, well, you got drinks up in here. <laughs> let me get a little swig. Oh, a cigarette. Okay. Yeah, I'm just waiting for quick. this dude Bye. to go. I'll give him about an hour. But I'm going to just spend the night. Scoot over, matter of fact. <laughs> she was like, let's just stop talking. I was like, girl, you should have brought yeah. a pillow and blanket and your milk for tomorrow because you're moving in. Get a girl a key. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. She but, was smart. She was very smart. Very smart. I mean, to have come all that way. Um, you mentioned her country life and the scene where Doc goes, where, where Doc says goodbye and realizes she's not going to go with him. <laughs> have you ridden Greyhound bus before in your life? <laughs> no, child. <laughs> and I thank God every day. No. <laughs> I took Greyhound. I've ridden it a few times. I took Greyhound from Louisville to New York City one time um, because I'm insane. Yeah. And uh, I was going to, I keep saying I'm going to write about the experience because I saw some things uh, that are noteworthy that I should write about that. I, I think I, I did keep a journal during that time. So I have some, I mean, I saw people like urinating into, never mind. Yeah, you um, did. Yeah, you did. Uh, That's probably why I never been on one. I've been was... on a, those, what were those dollar buses? Oh, super mega bus, super bus. Yes, super I've been bus? on one mega bus. Those kept bursting into flames and stuff. I know I was that was like, before the flames. Ooh, I was like, I'm not gonna do that. I, I don't. I want to live. That was right before. Um, but it was great to see the old Greyhound where people used to dress up to mm-hmm. ride Greyhound. I just missed that about the fashion in general. The, the fashion, honey, because they went to a house party dressed to the nines. Dressed. I, I was literally Sharp. like, Sharp. "Y'all are in a whole apartment Sharp. to sweat and be drunk and just smoke and just honey be... with gloves and pearls and sharp." And I didn't know her apartment was that big until right. all those people were in it because we only got those few shots from the specific angles. Right. But, but yes, but back she, to her country life. My she's bad. on the Upper East Side, so she had a nice, she had a nice place. Yeah. Which clearly some man bought her, and that's fine. You know, yeah. do, do you do you, girl? She wasn't um, worried. <laughs> she was not worried. Because she was not worried at all. Um, just about her country life, like the, I did feel that the film certainly um, portrayed Doc Golightly in a positive light 
in that you kind of even judged her a little bit more because you feel sorry for him in a little, mm-hmm. little bit. And what were your thoughts on that? First of all, Doc being all lurky McGurky outside this apartment. Okay. Stalking. Let's just, he's stalking. I said what? And then said, I need a friend. Well, sir, this is not how you get one. <laughs> you track me down into the park and then go roll up on me and say, you need a friend? Okay. The answer is no, but what, what else do you want? What he else just, is going he on? just sounded so desperate. Yeah. But then yes. I didn't feel sorry for him because I'm like, you act like you can't do stuff for yourself. Okay. Like if she needs to be and... with her kids. She didn't give don't... birth to these kids, sir. Technically, her these children. are yours and her, her brother. Children. Like what? <laughs> Who you are you as a man? Exactly. Who are you as a man to tell her what she should and should not be doing? I mean, you're her husband, but not but really, because she was separated. 14. Yeah, they were adults. She was a child. You, you were her, her adopted father. That's what you Basically. were. Basically. That was something, wasn't it? That was fun. I adore talking to Alicia, and we sort of hit it off right um, during rehearsals. She has a beautiful spirit and she is all about activism and she is a teacher she's a musician she's um just a really with it girl who is down home but sophisticated she's cultured she i just i can't say enough good things about her um uh she's the bee's knees and Get to know her. Go to her social media. Go to her webpage. Um, investigate Alicia Reve like honey because you'll fall in love with her. And I love what we were able to get into um, finally speaking to a sister about this movie to talk about race in this film. Um, I adore every person that I've chosen to speak to in this series. Um, I have more coming up. I don't have a cap yet. This this may actually go on for a bit. At first, I thought I would do five. But so far, you've just been privy to the two. But I've interviewed um, five so far. And these conversations are so life-filling. I might need to continue this on. Uh, yes, you do hear the intro to Breakfast at Tiffany's in the background. Because I am watching it again. Uh... I've lost count of what viewing this is uh, of this film. Fuck the Givenchy dress she has on. It's just sickening in this intro. But anyway, what I want to leave you with today to work through this week as everything is opening back up in the States is to move with discernment to, yes, wash your hands, Yes, wear a mask. Don't fidget with it when you have it on outside. And every time you walk in the door, you know, you need to wash that mask with hot water and soap and hang it up to air dry, right? So this week, what I leave you with is a message of hope. Where can you find hope this week and cultivate it? Goodbye, darlings. The Great Flood has spoken.